I was taking a really good look at this magazine, Trailblaze Her, and the first thing that came to my mind was, it's so beautiful, I want to put it on my coffee table, and I want everyone to read it, but I can also feel the energy. And I just said, women are so fucking cool. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Welcome to the Hello Life Academy podcast with Megan Moore. As a busy mom of two kids and two dogs and a passion for supporting women in business, this podcast is going to give you everything you need to start building a business you love. Thanks for joining us and let's get on with the show. I want to hear right away, how did you find so many incredible humans in in Canada? Oh, man. You know what it took to find them? A lot of hard work because there is not a directory of rural enterprising women, which is another part of what we've just launched. So we were just Googling for articles or anything and literally it was following crumbs. Yeah. Yeah. It gave us a solution to another problem in that we want to learn about these rural women in business, but everyone else should know about these rural women in business. And it's quite hard to actually find them. And so now that we've started and launched Trailblazer, they're all coming out of the word work. It's like we're giving them a stage to show off who they are and there's incredible stories. Yeah. So I was like, can I, can I qualify to get in here? Because I want to be a piece of this pie. I want, I I want in it. Uh, so, so tell us a little bit about what is in the magazine. Cause it's there. I call them artists, but you're saying it's yeah. a compilation of business owners, but tell us who's in this magazine and what it represents. What was really important to us when we were launching Trailblazer is that we wanted to showcase um, just the diversity in talent. I think when we hear rural, we often think it's like strictly agricultural or farming or hobby farms. And that's so, I I get goosebumps. It's so not the case. There are so many other demographics out there. There's makers, um, we've like Joella from up north. She makes gorgeous handcrafted soap. There's Danielle. Incorporating (laughs) the wisdom of her grandmothers from the land into it so we wanted to dig for stories that in in our questioning we dug for some deeper things um and some of the gals we find out have a hundred thousand and have jumped to two hundred thousand youtube subscribers and some farm girls the the tulips are the sisters uh, doing amazing things on instagram with fashion and farming to send a new message about farming so fashion and farming i know who knew (laughs) who knew yeah actually i want to i want to hear more about about that um them because i was scrolling through the magazine or churning the pages and i thought wow they actually look pretty fun and funky and i noticed their skirts and then i noticed there was these two I'm going to probably say around cows, calves, baby cows. Those are oh, actually great, great Danes. Oh, my they're God. Huge. <laughs> but they're just as big. Well. They, <laughs> they are just as big as a calf. <laughs> that is probably yeah. the best thing I've, I've ever said. Because I actually thought, oh, they're, they're on a farm. That's what's me cows. <laughs> So how how did you find them? It was on Instagram because yeah. they have quite a following on yeah. Instagram. And I think like as soon as we launched the Rural Collective, we saw them in our feed or someone someone tagged them. Um, and then we're like, holy, look at these two sisters. It's incredible because they're hardcore 
farmers yeah but they're also like their creativity and what they do with their fashion it, it's kind of it's groundbreaking and yeah. how they're combining the two they could have a normal day where they're wearing carhartt overalls work boots hair and ponytail fueling up a piece of equipment or ranches and then they might decide that they're going to do a photo shoot that day uh, and then switch and <laughs> it's really fascinating. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know what I think is the coolest part about this magazine, from my perspective, is it's breaking a lot of old ways of thinking about women and women who farm, and just you yeah. know this new way of seeing the world of, I guess, farming. And I think this is going to change the world. Like your magazine is going to change the world. Like women can do it all. Yeah. And they are. And they are. And, yeah. And we need to know about yeah. them. And so another thing when we were choosing our features for Trailblazer is that quite often rural women are so multi-passionate. Like they don't just do one thing. They don't do two things. They, they're, they're doing like three or four things on top yeah. of being mothers, um, raising families. They are, if they're breeders or if they're farmers or they've got like a side hustle as well as their full-time job. Like they're doing everything. And often with a rural lifestyle, we forget that there's that whole other component of stuff that you need to do. Like as we're sitting here looking at our 100 chickens in the backyard, like it's just one more thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) If for example, in the old old times, (laughs) like last year, when you'd go to a trade show and you'd see one of these amazing, I'm again, artists or entrepreneurs, and they'd have their soaps or they'd have their pieces of jewelry or they have their creative pieces of art in front of you, I, as a consumer, wouldn't think about all the other things that they're doing mm-hmm. in their day-to-day life. So right. of all the women that you spoke to, you know, what does the average day look like for them? Wow. Well, oh, it starts early because if they're active on social media, they have to take care of that business right off the top of the day. A lot of them have children. Some are grown. We have a really broad age group of women that we chose. But there's there's chore time and there's the actual work. Gosh, it's a full day. Yeah. But then having said that, one of the gals that we talked to, she has a nap every afternoon. Ooh. And that's part of her sanity. That's Recharge. part of her st- staying creative. And in the summertime, and it's Leslie from Waltonwood Farm, she has a glass of wine at 4.30 every day, bar or nothing in the summer and five o'clock in the winter with her husband. And that's part of her life. That's beautiful. That makes me want to ask the question, how, how do you choose the women? Like, do they have to apply? Do you go through a process? Yeah, our premier issue, we kind of, we had our eyes on a couple of women that were like, oh my God, people will want to learn more about this woman. We wanted to show diversity across Canada because rural, like Melinda from Melinda by the Sea out east, she's like in Nova Scotia. She's got a beautiful view of the ocean and that is her version of rural. Aww. And then you take West Coast Canada or up north out in the bush so we chose them because we kind of found them online and saw that their stories were worth sharing but also that they they would be inspiring and I think that is what that's the purpose of this whole magazine is to inspire any woman from any walk of life to see that in other women so so we chose a good cross section across Canada but we also chose um, an age range there's some gals who are 55 plus there are some gals in their late 20s. And we also chose an assortment of things that they do. So it's not just a farmer, sheep farmer or rancher or soap maker. It's so different because we wanted to show women 
that whatever your passion is, you can translate it to something and make that really unique in a country setting. And, you know, with the times that we're living in, more and more people are wanting to get connected to tradition, back to their roots, to what is peaceful, to what is wholesome, grounding. And I think uh, women are going to find themselves or their stories from their moms or their grandmothers and and feel that connection again that's one of the things that we're really hoping to accomplish with that I just remembered what your question was (laughs) (laughs) going forward no going forward yeah yeah so we we chose our features for this issue but since (laughs) even before we launched it we're now we will be accepting submissions so people will be submitting their stories to be featured in the magazine so it'll be a little bit of both that we'll choose and then also share the stories I think I think hand hand picking and kind of showcasing people that you're energetically attracted to is what made this first premiere issue really really Mm. powerful for me and I can see the variety and I was going through it and at first I thought oh everyone's from Alberta and then I started to read and I was like, oh my gosh, there's people all over. That's really cool. So, yeah, yeah. you know, Aaron and Jan are a mom and daughter team. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with that because I think I could never work with my mom. Sorry. I love her to pieces. You hear that a lot. I, yeah, I bet. But you're talking about different age groups that are in this magazine. And yeah. I don't know how old you are, but I'm guessing there's an age gap. <laughs> so hopefully, <laughs> but, <laughs> a big one. <laughs> a big but one. <laughs> you chose to do a printed magazine in a time when everything oh. is very digital. Uh-huh. Why print? Connection. There is nothing like holding a tangible magazine in your hand seeing like these incredible photos to to give them justice on paper so that we can touch them and flip through them and read like that connects you to that woman and her story a million times more than if you were just reading it on a scrolling blog post yeah so I I want to know in terms of marketing for the different age groups do you feel like this touches every demographic Oh, I do. And you know, one of the things that was really cool, we got an order in this morning and the note on the bottom was um, that they bought, these two women had bought the subscription for their grandma, who's, what do they say in her 90s? Older, older gal. And they're going to read it to her. And they're all, yeah, I know. That's what we did. I'm fully crying. Um, They're going to read it to her and they're all going to enjoy the story. And like my mom, my mom is close to 90. She can hardly wait to receive hers because, man, I shouldn't have told that one because now I'm really (laughs) blubbering. But um, she said to me, I can't wait to read it because it's going to connect me to my past, Mm. to the present, and to the women of the future. That's so beautiful. So I I would just say... It's for every woman. It's for every woman. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm now we're all like sappy and emotional I I was just thinking when I put my kids to bed uh specifically my son I'm gonna read this to him and he's gonna ask questions about oh what's that what's a farm how do they take care of that why do they create that and and I'm excited because yeah I can't open up a blog at 8 p.m and read it to him it's not it's not the same thing so I am so so stinking proud of both of you for creating this (laughs) thank you and 
I met you both probably I was trying to think was it four or five years ago give or take maybe three you years yeah, probably five. around four I yeah. think four. yeah, yeah. It, give or take yeah. I know it's time is just going so quickly mm-hmm. and I was thinking about the evolution and what I've seen both of you create since then so I want to tell everyone and kind of go through that process because this wasn't just something you woke up and said hey I'm going to create this amazing magazine so yeah. let's just go back to three years ago Okay. okay. What were you doing in your business? Oh, a few years ago, <laughs> you were pregnant with Luca. Yes. So we had just uh, moved out to the country and we were floundering. Uh, we were we were teaching actually some leather cuff workshops. We were talking to women about the concept of being a trailblazer. We we had some assessment quizzes, a little book we'd written. And then in the background, yeah. we've always done um, design and website yeah. work for women, women entrepreneurs, like for years, but we'd never brought it out publicly. It was just always something we did on the side. So three years ago, yeah, it, our business looked pretty different than it does right now. <laughs> it was kind of uh, disjointed. And I would say maybe a little similar to throwing that old phrase of throwing spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks we were very clear about who we are what our skill set is but we were always experimenting with how to package that and that's always felt like a challenge we also were afraid to name to name our niche and our niche has always been wanting to connect with enterprising rural women but we thought if we exclude other women that that's not going to be a good thing. And so we were always afraid to to name it. Yeah. And so all of that is what we've accomplished now more than just the magazine and whatnot is we've named it, we've claimed it, and that's part of our languaging. And, and we're using the best skills that we're capable of to do that. So Erin was saying after she finished designing it, I feel so fulfilled. And the same for me, because the process of interviewing, like, through the Zoom uh, interviews and then re-listening to it and listening to the story. And so we got so immersed, like we just love these women and we want to see their businesses just open up in ways that they they hadn't even thought of before. Something that um, I've seen consistently through your business is this page, page 100 and 101. And you have that list of what are the traits of a trailblazer. When yeah. I did the create book process with you almost five years ago, these yeah. existed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful that you've come from th- there where you were, which was a beautiful place. And now you're here and you have clarity. Yeah. But these traits, I'm looking at them and I remember I was like, oh, I got influencer. I remember that five years ago. So yeah. I connect with it. Uh, <laughs> but the other thing, too, that is is really powerful for me, and I'm going to ask you kind of a crazy question when you were floundering and when you were going in circles or throwing spaghetti and like all day, every day, probably is what it felt like. Why didn't you quit? Mm. We don't quit. <laughs> so like we, it's not our language. we've been working together for over 20 years. Like we have been through the ringer <laughs> more times than we've had good times. Like <laughs> <laughs> there you go again. Go um, you know, I think it's um, I think it's a vision and a mission uh, that that pulls us forward. Like we we feel so purposeful in what we're doing, and I, 
you know, and then, you know, there are times when, when anyone would have said, Hey, it's okay, girls, just pack it up and go. But then to go do what, like to, to, yeah. to grind away at something that, uh, you know, um, so there's a certain yeah. resiliency that as entrepreneurs, we have to have. And I feel we've always been drawn forward by, like you said, having this deeper purpose and we know no other way. We, we know no other way to show up and to express what it is our talents and skills are meant to to show up outwardly. And so for us right now, how amazing that it's a magazine that that we're expressing ourselves yeah. through right now. But I yeah. just we're resilient. We've we've been in a place where we've only had each other, no other support from I yeah. mean, that's what entrepreneurship is too, right? It's it can be a lonely road. So Yeah, it can be a very lonely road. Entrepreneurs don't quit. Like that it's not even they just shift. Right? Yeah. Yes. And you've yeah. shifted and you're still growing and you have this this magazine and you have each other and you've worked together at so many different things what would be the funniest time in your in your kind of entrepreneur journey would you look back and say i can't believe we did that oh boy <laughs> um probably got a truckload of this yeah. we um, we painted houses I was gonna for say years that. yeah we painted houses for years like three story houses like when we're not tall you know broad-shouldered women but we would truck our ladders like tie them down to the top of our car haul in however those gallons of paint are but we would get it dumped yeah and some days we'd be painting behind someone's toilet and just be thinking what the hell are we doing here (laughs) those are those are the moments (laughs) but that's how we kept our bills paid while we could work on our passions on the side or just full time and not work on anything else because we weren't sure what our next steps were. So painting, I think that would be one yeah. of the funniest. And I think the funny time attached to that, we were in Costco one time and uh, we had our painting clothes on and Aaron's pants, like from wiping and brushing and paint all over them. We were standing there, uh, maybe just outside customer service or the washroom, don't really remember. And a lady came up to Aaron and she said, wow i love those pants is that a new <laughs> fashion trend and we I, I think we just stood there with our mouths open we didn't know what to say and no no disrespect to tradespeople, not at all but no. you know when we used to go into tim hortons to grab lunch um full of, full of men right like yeah men who were in, in the trades yeah. and they'd give us a little nod you know as if we were one of the one of the guys right so <laughs> but how similar to like you said megan talking about women in agriculture now like it's 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 the same circumstance it just looks different yeah right that it's it's not a typically female dominated industry but here they are these women yeah, yeah. standing out in their field and doing incredible things I think I think you're just going to break a lot of old ways of thinking with this magazine and the rural uh rural collective right I think I think people are just going to open their eyes and say you know what I've always wanted to you know move to the country and have my business and I think that's a really really cool thing do you think you're ever going to interview some men and see what their perspective is on their on their wives or their partners or I don't Never know, but, thought of that. but that is a really great idea. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what, what, how wonderful to have a, a section where we hear the other side of it. Cause you know what? There are mm. women who said, I hate cooking and I hate it that when we're out in the fields till 10 at night, that I got to come in, it's expected of me to come in and make the meal. 
I'm, you know, I throw a pizza in the oven. She said, that's what I do. And so there, there are, there are still the stereotypes of mm-hmm. men's work and women's work. And even though women might be running the combine and all those different things, they're still expected to do all of the other 20 yeah, things. Go right? throw the roast in, get the potatoes on, yeah. feed the crew. So yeah, yeah I think, I think it will help. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Kind of in addition to this magazine, you also launched a second kind of portion to it to bring people together, which is powerful for you because community connection is everything. So tell yeah. us a little bit about that and, and who is it for and, you know, just every little thing about it. I want to know because I'm reading I'm reading through it right now, but I want to hear it from you. Okay. Do you want to hear the story of how this all happened? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every, every detail. Okay, okay. So here it is. So we have a hundred chickens and we sell eggs to the customers. I and like so your eggs. We were part of, or on Facebook, a group. Yes. <laughs> on Facebook. Um, there's a, a local group to support people um, in the town that we're near. And uh, someone was asking about farm fresh eggs and I went and posted about my eggs, but because we're outside of the earth, more than five kilometers outside of the city limits, my post was removed. And I Which thought, is bullshit, well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. How am I supposed to have a farm with chickens and live so close to city limits, right? So I thought, okay, so how many other women out there are rural, living rural, running businesses, selling eggs, doing whatever that don't have exposure or don't have an opportunity like that to share their business. Okay. I I know that I'm kind of jumping the gun here because I'm super excited, but I love that you took a negative like I, I got my post was taken down. This is crappy. And immediately you're like, what emotion am I feeling from it? And what came next? <laughs> and yeah, so so I I, I told mom. Pissed off? Yeah, pissed, <laughs> I was pissed off. I'm like, of course. they're eggs. Yeah. I want to sell eggs. But anyways, but like, I mean, it's okay now. So I came, mom and I talked about it and we're like, we started talking about, oh my God, how many other rural women are out there in Alberta, across Canada? And how many people living urban don't know about these rural women and their businesses? Yeah. So we we talked about this for that was like December, January of this year, yeah. and then we kind of then we started, started adding really other things into it, forming the idea, and that's where the rural collective was born. Yeah. And so the rural collective, it's an online directory showcasing rural women in business across Canada. So someone living in the city, someone living in a small town. And other rural women can go and support rural women. You can shop from them on our directory. Everything from farm fresh eggs to handmade jewelry to goat breeders. There's everything on there. But so it's giving awareness to all these businesses and really connecting urban to rural so that you can shop from rural women across Canada. Yeah. So then the next part of that was, (laughs) so we need to connect these women to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Had been reading a book called The New Factory Thinker. Highly, highly recommend it. And we need to have a membership. We need to have a membership place where these women can come in and uh, learn from each other, grow from each other, share ideas, collaborate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we've actually taken it off Facebook. We're in a new platform called the Mighty Networks. Yes. And it is part of the whole rural collective experience. So, you yeah. know, yeah. I, I'm brand new to this whole rural space, but last november i hosted a workshop and to my surprise everyone that was there was a rural human being 
Okay. It was really, really interesting. Mm. I don't know how it aligned or how it worked out, but they were all, I call them horse people or people that were living in the country. Yeah. And I thought to myself at that workshop, wow, there's so much talent and it's kind of, for lack of a better word, it's like untapped yes. with, with, we're always trying to talk to the people who are urban and it's like, look at all these amazing people who are doing yeah. really cool things. And with products, a lot of the time products and services that we need to survive, like yeah, eggs yes. and chickens. Yes. And especially during the last, you know, eight months, people yes. people <laughs> want that and need it. And it's just, this is the perfect time for you both to be doing this. Yeah. Thank you. And the I idea, mean, we launched yeah. in the middle of a pandemic, right? Like yeah. we we held off for a little bit and then we're like no like this is actually it's perfect time it's needed we need even to launch. more it's yeah. needed even more yeah um some of the women we've met with their businesses have flourished some of them are pivoting mm -hmm. and they're they're taking swift action uh in new directions um and some of them here's one of the things that i love that we're hearing is some of them are saying i'm going back to my roots, to mm. what I started my business with. And I'm going back to the things yeah. that are basic, that I knew were good, and I'm not gonna worry about adding the next color or the next gadget or mm -hmm. whatever it is. I'm going back to what I founded my business on. And that was a really common theme yeah. throughout. Because the last eight, nine months has given these women a time to pause yeah. in their business yeah. and to not be so busy and to really look at the parts of their business that they've been too busy to look at and yeah. so I think that's a great point yeah 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 I think what you know not to go too off topic but if you didn't have a strong foundation like if your house wasn't built on a strong foundation it's time to go back and I think that this is a good opportunity for a lot of people to do that it doesn't you don't have to have the prettiest decor right no. go back to the basics think about why you started which I think this is what a lot of people are going to read this magazine and be part of your membership and think this is what this is why I became a business owner. This is why I was doing what I was doing, but I got caught in the hustle and bustle and like yeah. what's next? Always thinking what's yeah. next. So, I'm really 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 excited for you. If you're on social media, do you have a hashtag that you use? You're obviously on social media, but what hashtag can we use to kind of post and tag and celebrate you? Yeah, so for Trailblazer Magazine, um, hashtag Trailblazer Magazine, and it's spelled um, with the A-Z-H-E-R at the end. It's cool. our little twist on it. And then our Instagram account is at Trailblazer Magazine. And then uh, we've got at The Rural Collective. We don't really have a hashtag that we use for The Rural Collective yet. So <laughs> when is the next? So this is the first, first premiere issue. So when is the next issue coming out? March 1st. Yeah. So spring, cool. it's quarterly magazine. So we have already started our interviews for our spring <laughs> like issue we've already before done this was five. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. already got five that need to be written. It's not full yet by any means, but yeah, we're still looking for people who might have interesting things to say. Yeah. You never know. A funny story, like just before we were getting ready, because I was feeling quite nervous. We've never done a podcast interview. So I was like, I had butterflies in my stomach. But I was saying we so we just picked up the magazines from the printer on Friday afternoon. We haven't even had time to sit down and just kind of celebrate and say like, we did this, but we were really proud of ourselves that we pulled this off in two months time where we found professional photographers who would say yes and yes to this project as we were bootstrapping it across Canada. But a really funny story on Instagram before the magazine was really designed, we had an editor 
comment um, on a post about the magazine and she just said, I just want to congratulate you and your team on pulling off this magazine. And I look at mom, I'm like, oh yeah, like usually it's a team. Yeah. There's, there's two of us. There's and so actually the cool thing is, is we, we connected with her. Her name is Yvette and she's an, a, she was a co-editor with the magazine. We reached out to her and said, do you want to be a part of this? And she's a rural woman herself, but yeah. it just, you do what you have to do, right? Like, yeah. so, so we're, we are proud of this and we are, we need to celebrate because often we don't and we just move yeah. on to the next thing. So yeah, it, it'll yeah. be, yeah. it'll be amazing. I, I can, I can feel it again. Like when I touch the magazine, I can feel all of the positivity in it. So I'm so proud of you. And um, I will, I will watch everything you do and be one of your super fans and share the shit out of all your stuff. So thank you so much for spending time and with me. Move thank out you. to the country, yeah. like just a little way. So it can even be a small town and we'll get you in there. We'll connect you. Well, I, I mean, I do have the tiny home in Golden and that is a business. So I mean, I could true. be a full feature. And there's a mailing there. address. There is a mailing address and it's a good little spot and it gets rented out and I had to uh get my own water this weekend and clean wow. up shit and like <laughs> it's pretty like the water's off grid so yeah pumping it and hooking it up and getting it oh from the mountain gosh. so i am almost like probably like a two percent rural okay <laughs> <laughs> it's measurable yeah if i were to measure it i'd be like two percent of me is rural and 98 percent is city so thank you um. so much Oh, thank, thank you. you for asking. Yeah. Um, it was really nice to talk with somebody that we we know. This is the first we've really shared about anything about kind of the behind the scenes. So thank yeah. you. Thank, thank you. you for asking. We really appreciate it. <laughs> I so appreciate you listening to today's episode. Make sure to leave a review, subscribe, and tag us on social media so we can keep the conversation going. I'll see you next week on the Hello Life Academy podcast. This podcast was produced by Share On Air. If you're an entrepreneur or small business that wants to get your podcast up and running, ask us about our concierge podcasting services. Visit shareonair.ca today.